0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer
1: the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
0: This is Pucks and Bolts with Casey Hudson and Kaylee Mizell.
1: What's going on, hockey fans? Welcome to Pucks and Bolts, an Odyssey original podcast analyzing the Tampa Bay Lightning in their quest to further cement this team as a dynasty and Tampa Bay as a hockey town. Pucks and Bolts will bring you in-depth insight of games and practices and storylines of your favorite players and coaches multiple times a week, including some fun minisodes that break down morning skate as well as practices. So be sure to download that Odyssey app. Search Pucks and Bolts, hit that auto-download button so that you have all of these fun and exciting episodes just sitting there waiting for you when you are ready to listen. And guess what, guys? You can also stream Pucks and Bolts on any of your favorite streaming platforms, share it with friends, family, and other hockey fans, because who doesn't want to talk about the Tampa Bay Lightning? I know I do. I know Kaylee does. And on that note, guys, I am Casey Hudson, joined by my lovely co-host, Kaylee Maizan. It's time for us to dive into a brand new episode of Pucks and Bolts. Hi, Kaylee. Hi,
0: I'm feeling so much better. I, uh, hopefully I sound a little bit more normal to everyone. Um, thank you guys all for the well wishes, but I finally feel a little bit more like myself. I hopefully look a little bit more like myself, a little more put together. Um, it was a rough week or so, but luckily, even though I was personally having a rough week, Casey, the lightning, were certainly not having a rough week themselves. Oh. Uh, it's been, it's been some good hockey. Um, I was just at a uh, pizza party last night. Everybody like makes pizzas and has a competition together. I love and, that. Uh, and, and some of the girls there were, are really big lightning fans. And so it was fun to just like catch up and talk to them and, oh my goodness, have you seen this game and how, how they're doing so well right now. And, um, yeah, I think that that conversation is is kind of indicative of how the community is feeling. Like yeah. everyone is very excited for these this this Bolts team right now, how they're playing. Um, you know, excited to see Marty St. Louis back in the building and also excited <laughs> to give him a little a little bit of a butt kicking, you know. Uh, hand yeah. one to him um as the as the head coach of the Canadiens. Um yeah, I think that I think that We are in for some really fun hockey even up this upcoming week because of who the Lightning play and where they stand um, and how well they're doing right now. I think it's going to be some fun hockey coming up this week before the break. So, guys, be sure, like Casey said, to stay tuned. This week we will have episodes Monday and Thursday because of the Lightning's back-to-back games. But, uh, Mm -hmm. Casey, before we get too far deep into – what the lightning have going on? Uh, I guess it's time for a quick little breakout. Also, I have to mention I really like your background. You, <laughs> I was, vid-
1: was mention it. I'm like you what are visiting it? your mom.
0: It's so pretty. Yeah. It's so festive back there. It
1: is very festive. That's my favorite part about being home because, like, while we live in Florida and the heat kind of takes away from the holiday atmosphere, my my mom's house very much is is Christmas. So yeah wreaths all over the place there's garland all over the place this background is just like a minute um description of what's going on in this house are
0: you sitting on the fireplace or are you sitting on a chair
1: no i'm sitting on the fireplace it's a very large fireplace yeah so there's such an extensive big ledge to it and then like it goes all the way to the ceiling and then it's even wider than it's even showing so there's just so many parts to this whole so pretty
0: I too, love you it. You look so festive. You look like Christmas <laughs> between the the headband and everything else. I'm like, oh. I love it. And your little like your little collar. I oh, prep I, prep love I love it, Casey.
1: Look, thank you. My parent, my parents are very excited about it. It's funny because my mom and I were talking this morning. She's like, "Should we should, have t- we should have put you in Catholic school?" I'm like, "No, we're good. I did all you the right do things." You kind of look very
0: like home, like yeah, like. like- a very good little little skirt and then
1: i'm off but yeah (laughs) i'm glad you guys are enjoying the background it's been a nice surprise for everybody so far uh i got to my parents house a couple days ago and it's nice with the guys on the road i get to work from home and home is is now me having an extensive holiday with my family who we hardly get to see um between our schedules and and sports commanding the holidays so my goodness um, Aside from my background Christmas gift to you all. Uh, the
0: NHL gets a little Christmas break. Not other, spo-
1: other sports do not do that. I know. Bucks play Bucks on Christmas. On Day. Christmas. So, Kaylee and I are trying to figure out our lives here as we're, like, balanced. I but- don't know
0: who that is a Christmas present for. We will see. Right. That's a whole other conversation. Uh, <laughs> that, don't get me started. That's a diatribe. We do not least- go there. I know.
1: That's a diehard, honestly. The holiday
0: spirit is we're feeling it with the bolts. We are certainly feeling the
1: holiday that's spirit. Exactly what right I going to say. The lightning the are no delivering Yeah, exactly. The lightning are delivering gifts. And in the season of giving, I think that's where we kind of start with the conversation about first. We talked on here uh, on Pucks and Bolts about the mini firsts that were being delivered or collected by these guys. And now we've got Anthony Sorelli. We've got to talk about him for a second. I think he's yes. got to be our predominant breakout because – Everyone's starting to get their first goal of the season, but I don't know if anyone realizes, like, Sorelli just got that. He's made an yeah. immediate impact by collecting assists on six out of seven games or six out of five games, and then finally gets his first goal of the season. And I just yeah. thought that, that needed its own conversation outside of, like, game preview because we appreciate this player so much. Um, we're trying to see Love if it. the Thanks, nickname really. plug would work. Plug. <laughs> Yeah, I need to
0: ask him next time I see him. We have to, we have to throw it out to him and see. Yeah, he has a lot of nicknames already. That's the hard Um, part. Yeah, he's got a lot of nicknames. Yeah, we don't know what's gonna. There's another nickname that people call him. I'm forgetting it off the top of my head, but it's kind of random.
1: Oh, I can only imagine. Especially, it's probably like Killer that gave it to him too.
0: It has something to do with his dad. They call it. They they say it to him in the hallway when they're yeah. lining up because I was always in the hallway right there while the guys were like getting ready to come out I and Anthony really like, Sirelli would walk down and they would like you know he would like give nux to like his teammates as he's coming up. They're uh-huh. very they're very particular. Like I, I don't know if, uh, but just like to get into this really quick because it's it's just like a fun thing to know. They're so they won't call it superstitious so it i'll say said regimented like it's basically superstitious but we'll say yeah. regimented they're so regimented the, there's like when they line up in the hallway before they go out um on the ice for the first time before a game mm-hmm. the same players walk out at the same like I can't walk out until you walk out. And so oh, in like, yes. it's so regimented. Yeah. And then when they do get into the hallway, they do the same moves. Like when, in, during the playoffs, there was a video that somebody had, had gotten of um, Eric Chernak and he was like doing like this certain little, he does that every single game. And like that's not him. just a one-time thing.
1: So the hallway before they come out and you yeah. always, you're doing the same exact thing. So for a minute, it's you're like,
0: Yeah. Everybody, they, and like, they say the same things to the same people. They give the same handshakes to everyone. Um, this is one of my favorite things that happens. So some of the last people to come out are, um, Andre Vasilevsky and Pierre Edouard Belmar. So when belly walks out, belly stands towards the front Mm-hmm. Stammer's, like, actually in the hallway. Like, Stammer stands in the hallway because he's he's always looking up to read the time. And he does his, like, few little things and stuff as well. Uh-huh. Um, but Belly comes down the – or, excuse me, Belly's at the front. Vassy comes down the hallway and he, like, growls in Belly's face. I that somebody – and then he turns and then he growls in someone else. He like gets up in their face and like big cats them. It's yes. amazing. I have Twitter. I have video footage of it. I have video footage of all of this. I have spent so many hours in that tunnel, you guys. <laughs> um, I will find some of it. And as your holiday treat, I will send some of it out on Pucks and
1: Bolts. Please Some do. behind the scenes footage. Yeah. And then when it's we get amazing. that posted, like, uh, Pucks and Bolts fans, what I want to know is do you think – That they're superstitious or that it is just routine, quote unquote, because they they hate calling it superstition. It's only like a handful of players that'll admit like, yeah, I've got my routine. I've got my ritual. It is a superstition. Like nothing can get in the way of this. But then other guys won't identify it as a superstition. No, they're just like, oh, that's just that's just what I've been doing forever. And it's like what I do forever. You think if you do differently, it's going to change. The stories that I have heard about, like when guys are away on the road, if things don't go a particular way, they have to come home and change things in their house. Like ho- hockey, in my opinion is extremely superstitious, but we want oh, to. It
0: totally it is from you. Fans. They won't admit it, but it's it is. I mean, again, you can call it whatever you want. You can call it a ritual, a <laughs> regimen, a superstition. It's all the same thing. You it's have fun. to do this to make yourself feel good before you got on the ice. That's totally fine. You're an elite athlete. you do you. I have n- I'm not judging over here. right. I just think
1: it's funny. I love I mean, it. it would be superstitious, but that you know, I respect anybody that can do that because I nothing ever happens the same way twice for me, so I would be screwed. you know, I can't lace my shoes up one particular way. It's just how's it gonna go today? And that's
0: why we are on this side of the microphone, Casey. that that is exactly why we talk about hockey and we're not out there making you know scoring the goals and 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 making the sellies like yep. Anthony Sirrelli and these I other guys
1: but- for the rest of my life so <laughs> it's <Sure. laughs> um, sellies uh we have a lot to celebrate in terms of Lightning taking on the Canadians as you said um Marty Saint Louis that's that was such a huge topic of conversation because you've got Stammer really? who's over here surpassing all the greatness that he established in the Tampa oh Bay Lightning goodness. organization yeah. but you want got- yeah. Um, with that said, Bogosian and Sergachev were scratched before the game. We know that Sergey's still kind of working through that. Uh, I believe it's a hand injury because that's where he took the block versus the Kraken last week on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And Bogosian, we know that this is kind of a good problem to have. The defense is starting to step up. And with that, they have to kind of rotate out the players and see who's going to be the better pairings versus certain teams. So Bogos kind of been rotated in and out. Cal has been rotated in and out. Hayden Flurry has now started to kind of solidify more consistency to be in that lineup. He is hardly on that scratch list uh, as of late. So that's going to be interesting to see how that progresses. What I do like about Fleury is you can see him getting a lot more confident. You can see him building chemistry in those pairings. Um, he likes to play up. He doesn't particularly have the speed to track back as much, but that could be a pairing situation. So something that I wanted to point out that I've noticed Lately yeah, and had 16 assisted. minutes in the, in the game against the Canadians. Right. So, yeah. and you mentioned this, I want to say an episode or two ago, the fact that defense is starting to play so much better. And I yep. think that they are a huge part of this team's success right now. While the offense is hot, we cannot yes. discount what the defense is doing because heading into this game, uh, they were really protecting Vasi, They were protecting the net, but also yeah. as of now, after their win versus the Canadians, um, goals against they averaged 2.83. And that key number that you always mention Kaylee is not going above 3, not letting up more than 3 exactly. goals. And they started to get that percentage and that average down and it's playing in their success.
0: And if you remember from like a few corners ago, um a few Kaylee's corners ago, one of the one of the things I said is that they need to a stop taking as many penalties so that yep. they stop giving up so many, you know, potential power play goals and they oh. have Casey they have they really have become more disciplined mm-hmm. um in how they're playing taking you know uh less penalties and honestly and this kind of goes back into like the most recent episode we have with Pierre Edouard Belmar and that interview we had with him um which is Belly's back and Sorelli's back and they both contribute in super fantastic ways to the penalty kill. Yeah. Um, And Belly said it. I mean, if you guys haven't listened to that podcast, you need to go and listen to it. But Belly didn't realize when he started the year that he had this weight on him. Mm -hmm. And then he went to see his mom and and he had to handle a few things in his personal life. (laughs) Uh, Excuse me. As you can tell, I'm still getting over this sickness. Uh, But he said once he saw his mom, he didn't realize it. But this weight was lifted Mm-hmm. off of him and he's he feels so much more comfortable on the ice he feels so much more in his game he didn't realize that his game like on the ice
1: going to be present that,
0: that there was something holding him back until he went and took care of this family stuff and now he's like oh my gosh I'm playing so much better because I have this weight lifted off of me I didn't even realize this was something I had so um I I, I would say a lot of that goes to to belly to the fact that they have Anthony Sorelli back. Yeah. Um, so I mean, they, they held Montreal to you know 0 for 3 on the power play. Mm-hmm. The fact that they only took you know three penalties, the fact that Montreal only got three power plays that's wow. great, and then the fact that they're holding them that's great. So I think that in terms of those things that we talked about a, a few weeks ago, in terms of the Kaylee's corner and like minimizing those. They yep. really have moved forward in a big way and that and that's helping minimize the goals in addition to the defense just in general, playing better and more holistically with the offense, you see that you know John Cooper talked about it for so long communicate, communicate, you know mm-hmm. um, and you see the communication now happening. you see the the d line. We talked about it last week, the D-line pushing forward. The D-line is best on this team when -hmm. they can get involved when they offense, um, because they feel like they're contributing in multiple ways, and then they're getting back and they're playing really sound defense. We're seeing all of those things come together, and Casey, they're coming together at the
1: perfect time. The perfect time. And I'm glad you mentioned the PK and Belly and Sorelli because what wow, that's a mouthful. Belly and Sorelli, guys, tag team it. <laughs> um, I'm glad I'm so glad that you mentioned that though, because we both got a chance to chat with Nick Paul. It was a while ago at this point, a little over a month ago, and we were kind of asking about the importance of having a defensive element to your game. And Nicole wow. said it's crucial. And the more people on this team that can have a defensive element to your game, then you can keep yourself, you can keep yourself in a position to control the game majority of the time. And so we know that whenever this team's not in control, they lose their structure and they lose their structure. That's when they put the balls behind and lose a game. So it all kind of starts within that structure and you have to have the ability and the mentality to be physical, to be defensive minded, uh, to play, you know, to play whatever you need, what's ever called upon you in that split second of a decision that needs to be made. So I think what's translating so well throughout this team is like, you don't just have to be good at offense. You don't just have to be good at defense. You need to, the more you can do the better. And Sergeyev has mentioned that Paul has mentioned that, and now it's kind of becoming the identity and the character of this team. And it's going to make them a tough team to beat and a tough team to play. And as you've mentioned, Kaylee, they're doing it at the perfect time and it's starting to show and kind of speaking to that even further is how much this defense is starting to get involved. You've got oh, Ian yeah. Cole picking up assist after assist after assist. Turnak gets his first goal last week, and then he picks up the assist. So let's open up with the first goal in that first period. Two minutes and 57 seconds in it's Brandon Hagel, who's so hot right now. And then you got Ian Cole on the first assist and Eric Turnak on the second assist. So it's that push-up, it's that, it's that the play developing so far back on the ice and the success to execute at, at the other end, you're commanding. You're not just playing. You're commanding. What is it? All 200 feet of the ice. That's huge. And you're doing it in such a, in, in such a flawless way. If I had to nitpick one thing about this team, the giveaway total is still way too high for me. If you see those giveaways versus the bottom, Bruins it's going to cost you but you know in in retrospect of what they're doing and how they're managing with the mistakes that they have at the time of the season it's all fine it's all well and good but to see how much defense is getting involved to see them loading up in the assist column and typically that's where Victor Hedman you know wears the crown and you're seeing Chernak and you're seeing Ian Cole and you're seeing these other guys get involved and I think that's going to help this team tremendously because playoffs and Stanley Cup finals it was as we've talked about luke shins and jan rudas it was those guys who they're not talked about tremendously throughout the season they're talked about during playoffs because they're helping create those offensive chances from the blue line and pressing forward so that first goal i was ecstatic about heggs making the goal and it's starting with turn to ian cole uh for the completion there yeah
0: i 100 percent agree i mean i i, I talked about it uh, on on last week's pod is just, again, the D-line getting, getting up and getting involved. Um, I think that that's, that's how they play best. You know, I love to see it. And you're seeing it. You're right. You're seeing the confidence come from these different guys, especially mm-hmm. like the Ian Coles. Like I'm seeing – you're seeing Ian Cole in the score column or getting a point like almost every single game now. Yeah. Um, so he has been such a fantastic addition to this Lightning defense um, Casey, getting a little bit deeper into this game. I mean, it, it it just was so fun to see because we've talked about like the Lightning continuing to get better and better and better. And I think this game is aside from, and, and you're 100% right, like the giveaways are, are too much. They still need to like hunker down those giveaways because when you're playing a good team, those giveaways, I mean, like you're playing the Leafs tomorrow,
1: those giveaways.
0: They're going to take advantage of them. So We're you need to
1: you is gonna make you pay for that next week. Like, <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. You still need to like dial that in and get better with that. However, overall, I would say this is a, this was a great 60 minute effort. Um, You know, the way that they started um, getting, getting, a goal kind of right off the bat, Brandon Hagel. And like you said, some of those d- defensive guys getting up in there, really setting the tone for this team right off the back, even strength. um Then you see, you see that in the second period, which is the period we've talked about continually that they're, you know, that their oh. power play gets going. And, and yep. that's when we see, you know, Anthony Sorrell, technically, <clears throat> uh he it was like at the end of the five on three technically he 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 scored it on the five on four because like the time on the five on three had just kind of gotten up um but like his first goal um again you're seeing him contribute right away on special teams um Mm -hmm. you're seeing brandon hagel again another goal this time on specialty you're and and at that point it's for nothing Right. So at that point like the defense and Vassi they're still hanging strong like they're still really tight they're still like really competing very very well I just think that through through throughout this whole game like so this was just a really solid performance Casey what did some of the guys say to you after the game about how they viewed this game did they did they also see it as as a, a great 60 minute effort
1: yeah, actually, they saw it as one of their better 60-minute performances for one, but it was capitalizing on special teams because in the yeah. second period alone, Montreal collected five penalties. So those five penalties in games middle – it's hard to gauge where the season's at. Beginning of the season, power play special teams is all they were relying on. After that, it kind of got a little wonky. So that after, after that successful special teams period that the team was having it in the beginning of the season – We know that a game like this with so many different advantages, five on three, five on four, going back to back to back on special teams, they wouldn't have really been able to execute. But you said earlier in the segment, Kaylee, with the return of Anthony Sorelli, it makes a big difference because one thing that I do want to point out is that within all of these power play opportunities that they were gifted by the Montreal Canadiens, it's not just the first unit that's making it happen. The second unit is getting heavily involved and they're setting up great chances. It was the second unit... And the last game on Thursday that actually was getting more chances and opportunities than the first unit there. So I actually got a chance to ask Brandon Hagel about it. And he's like, look, we're doing the right thing in terms of creating chances and moving the puck successfully. They're having clean passing lanes and they're moving the puck really quickly. So it's just it's that final execution setup. It's kind of getting the puck up in the net, just not trying to hit the corners there. And so with those little adjustments, they're gonna find more success, which they did versus the Canadians. So Brandon Hagel said they're on the right track. He loves how special teams has been looking. He loves the chances that they're creating for one another. And I think more importantly, it's not just, you know, how is the first unit going to contribute and what's the first unit going to do? It's the fact that that second power play unit has stepped up so much and they're going to find just as much success as that first unit very shortly here. I'm I'm pretty certain about so the players are happy with how they played, They feel like it was more of a 60 minute effort than anything else. We know they don't like giving up goals when they have such a commanding lead. So of course, in that third period uh, when Montreal got on the board, 16 seconds in um, that wasn't too fun for them, but they responded very well. One other thing I'll point out about the power play in the second period is the fact that it went back and forth forever on whether it was Hedman's goal or Hegg's uh, tipping it in. Oh, yeah. It went back and forth the entire night, guys. I did end up being gifted to uh, Hagel there, but at the end of the day, that defensive effort, those guys getting involved. It wouldn't have
0: happened exactly without Victor Hedman.
1: And what I like more about this and why I'm pointing it out is because on that Brian Bradley interview, what I love is that Brian pointed out some guys that need to step up. He said, hey, they'd be further along this season, and we're not sure if Victor Hedman is 100%. You know, guys, how hockey works. We'll find out at the end of the season what they've been dealing with and, you know, how mentally tough they are to push through the things that they push through. But I swear, ever since Bradley called his name, you're hearing Victor Hedman's name more. You're seeing the involvement even more. And whether that goal was gifted to him or not, Um, it's the fact that it was significantly based off of his effort that started to get that power play generating. So a strong second period by a team that's had a tendency to let up, and a lot of it through special teams, and at least special teams showed up for them. And whether it was back and forth, it's Anthony Cirelli collecting. uh, Perry, Perry's been getting so much more involved, too, Kaylee and I talked about the third and fourth lines needing to get more involved. And what I like about sorely returning to the lineup, what I like about what we've seen in the past two weeks here is that the third and fourth lines, I think are starting to get their own identity. So there doesn't have to be as much changes uh, going on. So when Domestikoff went out last week with his day-to-day injury, You know, they just rotated somebody or Sorelli. They rotated Sorelli in from the third and fourth line. They didn't switch up the lines entirely. They didn't have to throw anything in the blender because they were so confident with the structures that they had started to build out and what's happening down there. Third and fourth lines have gotten heavily involved. Time on ice, Kaylee, was nearly equally distributed between all four lines, which I found fascinating. The highest time on ice was your defensive pairings. So that just shows you how much Cooper and the rest of this team is feeling like, okay, we're starting to find what these lines look like and what they're going to do and how they're going to contribute. And their role. Me,
0: another thing that that shows me, um, which, which kind of goes into one of the things that I, I do have to say um, is that while I think that you, you mentioned like, yes, I think the third and the fourth line, their shots are coming and it's just, it's we, we've talked about always, it's always what happens within hockey. Sometimes you put up shots and they don't always fall, but eventually they will. And they're going to come for the third and the fourth line. But also what it makes me think about is the fact that when this first line, when this second line are out on the ice, not only are they taking, they're just taking the highest quality of shots Mm
1: -hmm. because
0: they're not, they don't have as much time on the ice as they used to have. And they're still scoring. At the same rate if not a higher rate than they used to score at so they're taking less time to score the same number if not more goals than they were scoring at the beginning of the season they've just dialed in their process Mm -hmm. i mean it's just like down to a t their their process they and john cooper talks about it all the time process over outcome process over outcome Mm -hmm. they have it takes time to get the process And then you get the outcome like that's how it happens. That's what John Cooper preaches. It's delayed gratification. And that's what this team that's what we're seeing now in this team. We're seeing weeks and weeks and months of hard work at the beginning of the season now pay off in December when they're third in the standings and they're about to face the number two team in the standings um, and and be able to potentially much some points. They have two four point games coming up. That's amazing. That's a really great opportunity for this team to start making some moves and start. But also, Casey, like, this is a team that we know turns it on. They get better as the playoffs are coming up. Within so time. yeah. for me, it's never about, like, you have to take it all, all into account. Like, I was talking to somebody the other day, and, and I, I was teasing and saying, like, Oh, you know, like maybe, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll see, you know, another playoff run. And they said, well, not if they don't start playing better. And I'm like, in my head, I'm thinking, (laughs) what are you talking about? This team, they always, this is always kind of what happens. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a snowball. The Mm -hmm. season is a snowball and it starts and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And then they become this powerful behemoth. Yeah. At the time of the playoffs, and what's happened the last three years? Oh, they went to the Stanley Cup Finals the last three years in a row, and they won two of them. So I think that they're in pretty good shape to uh, to be going, you know, on on this right track. So yeah. I, I just had to point that out. the The first and second lines are getting less time on ice; they're getting more goals. That means they're delivering. Their shots are impeccable. The, the timing, the vibes that they have with each other. This team is is like you. Everyone should be very excited. Like it's go Everything is going in the right direction with this team right now, yeah. Casey. And, and I'm very impressed by these the top lines.
1: I would also point out the fact of if you look at the injuries that kind of took place early in the season, losing Chernak for a handful of games, losing Hedman yeah. for a handful, like defense didn't get a chance to build chemistry. So there was a lot of times no. where the chemistry process that building process was was stripped from them because there wasn't healthy guys on the ice you know Fortier was in the lineup in the beginning of the year bolsters we've seen once or twice like there's still a, a rotation process here that takes away from like who your core is going to be but i think now they're getting within that core as you pointed out. Um, but something else too, is that coach Cooper, he has made a, a point in practices to kind of eliminate the extra pass. We know that this okay. team kind of gets a little pass heavy and that was something that he was working on. Take the shot. If you're not going to take the shot, push it up forward and create the opportunity for the next shot to come in, clean up the garbage. We're starting to see that rebound wise. Hayden flurry, I think leads this team and picking up rebounds and helping keep them um, in play. So there's so many important parts of this game that are starting to come together. And you said it, Kaylee, at the right time and uh, talking about something coming together at the right time before we probably head into cherry pickers here is the dynamic duo closed out this game yet again. There was this very I, I it's terrible to say, guys, I get it. You don't want to say cute in hockey, but I can't help but call it cute. We had that cute moment where Kucherov slowed down and allowed uh, Brandon Hagel to have that empty netter last week on Thursday. And, you know, Heggs was kind of like, that's why he has a letter on his chest. Sweet. Um,
0: Maybe sweet. We can call it a sweet moment.
1: Is is sweet better than cute? (laughs) I don't
0: know. Sweet. uh, Yeah,
1: sweet. This this moment. Um, And they closed out the game. Heggs gets the empty netter and Kucherov is the one who, you know, delivered it to him. But then closing out this game, it's uh, a little give and go between uh, Kucherov and Haig. So Kucherov passes it to Hegel. Hegel taps it back up to Nikita Kucherov. Kucherov completely denies Edmonton and then gets the goal in. So the chemistry between these two, and we, we've touched on it a little bit, but okay. it is, it's getting that much stronger. And I don't want to yeah. say it's this big brother, little brother relationship, but you can just tell that that Hegel is such a sponge with Kucherov. He is learning from him. He is starting to read him. If Kucherov trusts you enough to make a move without looking up from the puck, that for me is like a love language.
0: So when they sit next to me, we have to mention this too. They sit next to each other in, in the dressing room. Their their yes. lockers are right next to me and they talk like Casey. Anytime we walk in there, they're sitting, they are sitting next to each other and they're talking and they're chit chatting. Um, you know, so, so it is, it is this, it's, it's, a rounded relationship. Like they work together so well on the ice, but they're also like, they have fun. They're laughing. They're sitting next to each other, like off the ice as well. And we've talked about it all season, Casey, those two things they contribute to each other.
1: Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. I know some people are probably like, you keep mentioning Brandon Hagel. You keep mentioning Akita Kucherov and their chemistry. This is not to eliminate Braden Point by any means. Braden Point is a professional and such an elite human being in his own that I'm talking more about the development of Brandon Hagel and how he is creating this bond and identification with that top line for one for two. It's also the fact that, you know, coach Cooper, and I'm trying to remember what player specifically, it was probably stammer, but coach Cooper and stammer have actually started to compare Brandon Hagel to Andre Palat and what Palat brought to this team. Yes, So not, not excluding Brandon point, just further diving into the development of 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 Brandon Hagel in this team. When he came in last year, you know, he was on that third line. You weren't really sure where he was going to go, what his placement was going to be, and his game feels like it's changed. I'm not talking about a 180, but still. And then to get the honorable, I think, comparison to Andre Pilat, you know, we started seeing playoff pally. Are we going to see a whole other gear in Brandon Hagel? All that to say, I think so. The chemistry he's building now, what that first line is delivering now, 32% into the season. I am very anxious to see what's going to, what's going to come of this first line come March and April. So a hundred percent Casey thoughts with the, with the Canadians game, Kaylee, do you have any other big pointers or things that you saw in the game? Um, no,
0: I'm, I'm ready to take my cherry picker. I'm nervous that we're going to have the same one. So I want to go first. You go, first. I'm going to be, I'm going to be a little, uh, I'm going to be a little greedy today. I'm going to say, I'm going to go first and I'm going to say, Anthony.
1: Like, what do you want to do? Casey? She's like, no,
0: nope. <laughs> 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 Anthony Sorelli is my cherry picker. I always sing this kid's praises. I love oh, Anthony Sorelli. I love his game. I'm so glad that he got that first goal. Um, and, and he's been on the ice for like two weeks and right. it already comes like, this is a guy, he steps foot on the ice and he's contributing in some kind of way, whether it's his forward checking, whether it's his defense, whether he's shutting down another line or whether he's contributing in the scoring column or picking up those assists. Uh, Anthony Sorelli is like, he's my guy. I, he- I think he's amazing. He's, he's funny. He's like, he's got a good personality. Um, and I'm just so happy for him to get that, that first goal of the season, the way that he did it. Um, yeah, so he's my cherry picker. Uh, I think that, and I think that that kind of picks up the rest of the team because, you know, I mean, they already, they were already, you know, up two goals, but then he gets his goal. It's three. And then mm-hmm. I think the rest of it's just that you can see the bench get so excited when, you know, when a guy like Tony, especially yeah, with what awesome. he's been through this season, yeah, exactly. When, whenever he's get he gets that goal, picks up the bench, and I think it just creates more fuel to the fire for uh, for other guys to get going as well. So Anthony Sorelli, yeah. he's my cherry picker. I think that I, I just got to give him some shout outs. Uh, I love me some Tony. I'm so <laughs> glad that he's on this team.
1: I do. <laughs> Tony, no, that's there's no better way to put that. Um, I'm going to surprise you though. Sometimes when you think you're taking my cherry picker, uh, which there's just so much, so many great players to talk about on this team. So we can only, there, um, I've got to give it to Ian Cole today. Mm. I, I, I don't think it needs to go. I think this is our bucket. first.
0: This is our first time. He's our cherry picker. That's amazing. I think he so deserves too. it. He yeah. deserves
1: it. What he's doing, and then he's he's loading up his time on, on on ice for one, which just shows you how much this team trusts him to get the job done. Um, his his motor doesn't die down. That's yeah. the biggest thing that I think I've noticed over the course of the last three four games. This guy's motor is just on. All sixty minutes. So regardless of how this team is playing, you know, he's still laying up the hits. I mean, I would love to see what his hit total is in comparison to Eric Turnax at this point. But I'm just I appreciate the hustle. I appreciate his motor. He's starting to get involved. We always say that offensive defensemen have a very special spark on this team. They just energize the entire team when the defense gets involved. And at yep. least leaving- pressure off of guys like Victor Hedman, who is his own beast, of course, but it alleviates pressure off of Victor Hedman. I think it raises the motivation for an Eric Ternak, who we saw Ternak get more involved offensively last year. And I got a chance to talk to him earlier in the season. He said, of course he wants to score. He's just got to figure out, you know, he's still working on that sweet spot, which we're starting to see that develop in him. But I think having a guy like Ian Cole play alongside of you, who just has this confident Uh, Skating to him and ability to him and hitting just as much as he's trying to create offensive opportunities, it's leveling up that defense. I think Ian Cole is a is a nice little spark back there, and he's been involved in every game, Uh, as you said, getting in that in that assist column, getting on the score tally, and I think he just deserves a shout out and some respect. So Ian Cole takes my chair this time. Hundred percent leads us, Kaylee, to some division talk. You said. Mm. games coming up. Uh, as Kaylee mentioned earlier in the segment, Pucks and Bolts fans, we will be bringing you full recaps, diving into these games because the team's about to go back to back before they get their little Christmas break here. So just some quick touches on them taking on the Maple Leafs again. Yep. The Maple Leafs have, are coming off of two losses. Yes. Uh, one being an very unfortunate. I think it was like 5-1 to the Capitals. Yeah. 5-2. Yeah. 2 there we go. So um, their scoring chances have been minimized. I think they had two goals versus the Capitals and one goal previously before that. So they're in their heads, which is a great position for them to be before they take on uh, a Lightning team that's feeling themselves and hoping to extend a six-win six-game win streak. That was mouthful.
0: <laughs> yeah the maple leaves have 44 points the lightning have 41 so the maple leaves are just in front of the lightning in terms of this eastern conference you know Atlantic standings right now um so again I mean this is a this is a four-point game um you know so the lightning can can get to and then hold the maple leaves from getting to which is again why we call it four-point games. um the Leafs coming off of those two losses, Casey, um, it, it's going to be a tough test because mm-hmm. now the Leafs are back home. Those two losses were both on the road against the Rangers and the Capitals. Yeah. Now they're back home. The Leafs have already beaten the Lightning once, and and one of the, I don't know, I mean, it was it was a it, it wasn't a great game by the Lightning overall. the 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 Lightning players left that game pretty frustrated and disappointed yeah. in themselves. Um, they felt like they beat themselves. A little bit more so than the Leaves beat them. And, and don't get me wrong, the Leaves are a talented team, but the Lightning were really frustrated in how they played. Yeah. But again, you look at this team and the way that they've progressed over the last few weeks, I think this is a different team. I think that the way that they're playing is completely different than how they played when they played the Leafs the first time. Um, so I think that that goes into the Lightning's favor. Yeah. However, coming off of two losses, now playing on your home ice. You want to win this game. So this is going to be a frustrated Leafs team. The Lightning do play well in Toronto. So I think that plays in their favor, even though it's a road game for some of these guys who are from the area, Nick Paul, Steven Stamkos. It doesn't necessarily feel like a road game. They like playing in, uh, you know,
1: hands and support. They have so much there.
0: And they love that arena, like it, they kind of fuel off of the off of the crowd, even if the crowd is against them, they, they do fuel off of it. Um, so I think that in terms of like coming into it, like storylines and dynamics, it's it's fairly even, um, you know, because the lightning are coming off of so many wins. The Maple Leaves, while they are, you know, coming off of some losses and 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 maybe have a little bit of a f- frustration in their own game, uh, mm-hmm. I think the Lightning, the way that they've progressed over the last few weeks, um, is is going to be really indicative of coming into this game um and they've played this team before they're very familiar with this opponent so there's not like going to be a ton of surprises you have to watch out for Austin Matthews you know you you have to be defensively minded i think the biggest thing casey which is what we've talked about all along is you have to be smarter with the puck when you're playing this Leafs team. You have to be very smart, make the right passes, make quality passes. Don't just fling the puck all over because if you turn it over, if you give it away to this Leafs team, they're going to take advantage. They're going to make, they're going to try to make you beat yourselves again. Don't give into that game. So I, I think my two biggest points coming into it are, you know, just control the puck really well and then control yourself. You know, you don't want to get into a situation where you're you're picking fights, it's getting super physical, and then you're giving them a really big opportunity on the power play, which if I remember correctly, did happen a little bit in that first game that the Leafs had maybe a, a, a few power play opportunities that mm-hmm. they took advantage of and the Lightning weren't able to take advantage of special teams. So those are my two biggest, you know, kind of quick you know, we don't need to dive too deep into this. You know, they've, we've seen this team before. We're familiar with this opponent, but just going off of how these two teams have played, control mm-hmm. yourselves. Don't get it. Don't pick some fights that are dumb and uh control the puck. Uh,
1: perfectly well said. And, uh, you said something extremely important there, Kaylee, which kind of falls under, like, I I think I barely had like two keys for this one, but you said something so important that needs to be um, rehash there. Reiterated. Yeah, the do it. it. The the team was more upset with the fact that they beat themselves than yep. than Toronto actually beating them. Marner got two of the four, of the three goals that the team collected that night and that was a game that went into overtime. We know that this team knows how to kick it up in another gear. When it heads into overtime, you can kind of bank on their success there, but you don't want it to go there. And they hit that three goal column that they don't need to go into that coach Cooper doesn't like them being in. So my biggest, my biggest key for one is going to be the fact that defense has started to play better at the right time, which means they should have more discipline and not get drawn into these lousy penalties um, and they should be able to control the puck more because it does kind of start with your defenseman setting you up correctly to move up the ice well. And their neutral zone play has been so much stronger in a consistent manner. So my biggest thing is don't beat yourselves, just like you did last yeah. game. You can come out and control this game early like you have been doing, and you've proven that to yourself. Um don't have a bunch of giveaways versus this team, because as you mentioned, loose pucks, this team's going to capitalize on. And I think that this is going to be a game that defense is going to show up way better than they did in the first matchup. And it's going to help them control the game early on and give them success. Um, something that my last biggest key, and it's going to be way different, is just go to this game with swag. You mentioned the yeah. fact that there's so many guys from this team that are from this area. You get to have more fans. You get to have more support in those stands for you. So it feels different. You you grew up idolizing this team, but they can have such a swaggy game with this one. I mean, they're ranking third in goals for at 3.67, 65 goal of those goals are five on five. So their even strength is so strong when they play a disciplined game and they're not being pulled into stupid penalties. They're in full control there. So it's all about 100%. the control.
0: Yeah, 100%. Just yeah. Like I said, I I, might control yourself, control the puck. Um, And another thing is control the power play, because this was a game uh, that they let up a shorty right off the back. Um, And, um, and also just be, I mean, again, like keep Austin Matthews in your mind, but like Mitch Marner, he's the guy that had a great game against you last time. He had both a uh, shorthanded goal and a power play goal against Mm -hmm. this team last time. So yeah. Just control yourselves, control the puck. Yeah. Eyes on Mitch Marner. Um, I think that this is a, I, I think the I way
1: love- that. This- Sorry. Hey, okay, go ahead.
0: Well, I just, I I just, I just want to like, I really do think that this lightning team is playing very differently than they were playing at the beginning of December. So I want to give them credit in a lot of ways for that. Um, so just I, continue, like do what you're doing. The process is working Stay stay on track. Don't let them get you out of your structure.
1: Yeah. Um, yes, actually, that was basically what I was gonna say. Even if they don't collect for 60 minutes, um, we don't want to see a crappy second period, but I will say yeah. this first and third period have clearly been their most successful scoring periods. Uh, they have 35 of their goals of the season in the first period, 27 in the second, and 43 in the third. That third period comeback is their what do you do, Kay? Chef's kiss. Yeah. But don't save that for the Toronto Maple Leafs. 60 minutes will be your best friend in this game. But if yes, you can't yes. do it, then open up that scoring nice and hot. And then, as Kaylee said, control, uh, stay the course, play well. And I think these guys know how to do that. I think they're feeling themselves right now. So just have that as swag. As they
0: should be. Yeah, be swaggy. Go up in there. You own the place. Uh, yeah. Casey, I'm super excited. So the Lightning play back-to-back games, Pucks and Bolts fans, be sure to follow us at Pucks and Bolts on Twitter because that's where we'll have a a little bit more information. And I want to, uh, again, check out uh, some of our recent podcast episodes because we've had some great guests, some great interviews, some really in-depth interviews. We talked to Brian Bradley. We talked to Pierre-Edouard Belmar. Belly hasn't really talked to people about his family and his home life and what's going on. So it gives you a really good insight to really – empathetic, compassionate. I mean, it's a very human Casey and I Mm -hmm. talk a lot about like these guys, they're players, they're professional athletes, but they're humans. They're going through, you know, the same like beautiful, hard life that we all go through. Um, and it's, and it's a really beautiful story that belly talks about. I'm super thankful and appreciative of him for sharing a little bit of his story with us. And I'm sure we've all had stories similar to, to to Belly's, so i really want to encourage you go out listen to that get to know some of these players at a little bit of a different level like casey and i are are doing and we're trying to bring you again i'm gonna have some holiday surprises for you maybe some uh behind the scenes footage on our pucks and bolts hey. twitter so be sure to follow us there And then, of course, you can get this podcast anywhere you guys find your podcast, but be sure to download the Odyssey app. That's the best way to get your Pucks and Bolts podcast. Turn on the auto-download function so as soon as we have a new episode, especially during this holiday season, especially with the Lightning playing so many back-to-back games, they have back-to-back games the next three weeks in a row, and we will have all of the information for you guys Turn on the auto download button. Anytime we have a new episode, it will show up right on your phone so that you can listen and just be up to date on the latest and greatest in Tampa Bay Lightning hockey. I'm Kaylee Mizell. You can follow me at Kaylee Mizell. She's Casey Hudson. You can follow her at The Sports Case. That's K-A-S-E. We are so thankful for you guys and we are excited to be in a joyful spirit. And I think that that will continue when we see you guys on Thursday. We'll see you then.